It's like they say, you can't win them all. And that was put into definition last night. The Houston Astros, they were all over the Pirates in an 8-2 trouncing in the series opener at PNC Park. Pirates just did not look good. Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. Jake Slobodnik here from Talk the Plank on the Fan First Sports Network, bringing to you your morning buck of Joe for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. And as we alluded to, to start things off, not a good night at all for the Pirates. They were out from the very beginning. Houston got off to a strong start with a full run first. Kyle Tucker opened the frame with an RBI single to left. Mauricio Dubon followed with a single to right that drove in another. And Jordan Alvarez then followed with another two runs single to left you notice a common theme here the Houston Astros hit against whatever kind of shift the Pirates could go on they went opposite field and it went in their benefit one of the few bright moments for the Pirates came in the second inning as G-Man Choi picked a good time for his first Pirate home run. He took a telegraph fastball by Framber Valdez into the bullpen in right center marking a total distance of 407 feet Simply put, he got every stitch of that baseball. The Astros, though, wouldn't let up. It's catcher Martin Maldonado singled home another run in the top of the third, and Tucker extended the lead to six with the two-run single to right in the fourth, again putting the Pirates out of it early on. The Bucs, though, struck for their second and final run of the game in the bottom of the fourth with a run-scoring single by impromptu shortstop Rodolfo Castro, but Houston capped off the win in the seventh with an RBI single by Alex Bregman. Romance Contreras, we alluded to earlier, he suffered his first loss of the season, but as they say, if you're going to fall, fall hard. Rowe did just that. He threw 83 pitches, 44 strikes, 39 balls. Not a good line for him. He also walked four hitters, allowed seven runs, all earned nine hits, and struck out just three in three and one-third innings. The Pirates did some uh, did see some quality relief pitching, though. Will Crow tossed two and two-thirds innings of shutout ball, but uh, the length of his appearance and pitch count, something to keep your eye on, 52 pitches by Crow on the night remember last year it's kind of how we got gassed and he got gassed early in the season uh jose hernandez he allowed a run in two innings of relief robs estrizny pitched a clean ninth inning not a bad line for pirates relievers on the night houston's framber valdez tossed seven innings of two run ball five strikeouts his only blemish being the Choi home run in the second jordan alvarez and mauricio dubon led the stroves with three hits each and after the game pirates manager Derek shelton says that framber had his best stuff against the bucks we walked a couple guys late, but other than that, I mean, this is a guy that's almost 70% ground ball, and he really executed the fastball and the, and the change up to the bottom of the zone and just made us put the ball on the ground. Shelton added that Rowanzi Contreras was not sharp. It didn't look like he was in his delivery very well. I mean, he was battling it the whole game, and because of it, he scattered the ball. And I mean, you scatter the ball against this team, and then you come back to the middle of the plate, there's going to be damage. Well, the absence of O'Neill Cruz was certainly felt last night. Uh, the Pirates had to call up Mark Mathias from AAA Indianapolis. And this sort of goes into our takeaways from the game. He looked really confident defensively, made a couple nice plays. Gary Morgan from uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports in the Bucks basement also pointed that out on Twitter. Uh, with, that's good to see, but at the same time, he went over 3 with a strikeout on the night. Just did not look comfortable at the plate. He struck out in his first appearance. Uh, not a real good impression for him, uh, but you got to feel for manager Derek Shelton as uh, he's now got to put together lineups day in and day out, something he didn't think that he would have to do with the absence of Cruz, and he now needs to find a good lefty-lefty balance when he puts together his everyday starting nine. With losing Cruz and then the flexibility of what we can do with our lineup, uh, because if not, I mean, besides the catcher, we had three left-handers on the bench tonight, so when we play against left-handers, we're going to uh, you know, we're gonna have to have some left-handers in there. 
And I will say, I think this kind of goes into why the Pirates didn't call up Tukapita Marcano. There was a lot of outrage on social media yesterday when the Pirates announced the move to bring Matthias up. Um, you can't have too many left-handed bats on your bench. I want to put it that way because Matthias Leeds adds another right-handed bat. Um, I know if you brought up Marcano, you kind of replace lefty with lefty, but at the same time, pirates have to be a little strategic about this. Do I personally think Matthias was the best option that the pirates could have had to bring up? No, but he certainly wasn't the worst. A lot of people were clamoring for Chris Owings, but Owings has yet to do anything in AAA this season. So I'm kind of glad they didn't just bring him up for the sake of bringing him up. Uh, hopefully Matthias can get on track here in a little bit. Obviously he was kind of just thrown into the situation. I think that maybe he just had a rough first outing at the plate. Um, but again, only time will tell with that one. Really, there's really not much to say other than uh, more takeaways. You got to have your best stuff if you're Owansi. He had a lot of control issues early in the game. Curveballs weren't hitting. He was missing way outside of the zone. Uh, Sliders seemed to miss too. Fastballs were a little wild inside. Um, you're going to have bad outings if you're a starting pitcher, and Owansi is human. We all know that. Um, and here's my thing. If he's going to have a bad outing, it might as well be against the reigning defending world series champion, because if you're going up against an opponent, you know, you can beat and you don't have your best stuff and they end up winning. That could really derail you a little bit, but at least going up against the team like the Astros, you kind of know what you're getting into. So it's not really, it doesn't really hit that hard in terms of a fan's perspective. Whenever Rowansi doesn't have his best stuff against them. I mean, if you're, again, if you're just going to have your bad, your uh, bad night, might as well just have it and uh, focus on the next. That's our next takeaway. Got a game tonight. Mitch Keller going up against Christian Javier. Kind of a battle of aces here. Um, take Say what you want about the Houston Astros. There's a ton of aces in their in their lineup or rotation, that is. Uh, Keller is coming off a really quality start against Boston. He's got a lot of momentum on his side. I know things were a little demoralized ever since yesterday's game. But overall, I, I mean, I think Keller's got what it takes. We saw it yesterday with Framber Valdez. He's a sinker ball pitcher, induces a lot of ground outs. Keller, in a way, is like that. He's since he's added a sinker, he's been he's produced a lot of ground ball outs. Also racked up some strikeouts as well. Big thing for him, he's got to try to avoid the zone a little bit. Um, I know it's easier said than done. You got to get these hitters to chase. Not an easy task for the Houston hitters, though. They have a lot of disciplined guys who won't just chase after everything they see. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Keller takes his approach against the Astros, especially against guys like your Don Alvarez. When you have that shorter distance and right, you got to think he's salivating and looking to hit one into the Allegheny. Uh, but again, I have full confidence in Keller. I think he'll do fine. Uh, and I think the pirates, whenever they get their all lefty lineup in, I'm, I'm excited to see Caden Smith and Jigba. Hopefully Shelton puts him in tonight. I think he'll do fine. He's coming off a game where he contributed just one of two hits to the pirates. That was a triple, which scored the winning run on Sunday against Chicago. Um, so I think it'll be him, Jack Sawinski and Brian Reynolds manning the outfield. What mind seeing Connor Joe, maybe Andrew McCutcheon in the lineup again, but then again, we'll see what happens. I'm sure we're going to see a lefty heavy lineup tonight against Christian Javier. That's a 635 first pitch from PNC Park. The Pirates eight to two losers in the series opener against the Strohs. Let's see if they can rebound and nod the series up at one game apiece tonight at home. That's your morning bucket Joe for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I've been Jake Slobotic. Be sure to follow talk the plank at talk the plank pot on Twitter. Also be sure to follow Bucks dugout in the fan first sports network. If you haven't done so already. And while you're at it, you can give me a follow at underscore radio. Jake hoping to have some good content for you out here in the next coming weeks. Let's go bucks. I'll talk to you later. 